All right, hello guys. Welcome to another episode of Lumia Sports. I'm here with Demetrius Mason, joined again by one Darnell Jones. What's up, guys? And joined again by Dom. Triple D's, we finally back. It's been an extended break, but you feel me? We're definitely going to get into these games and these NBA moments over this past week. I need a vacation, man. I have things to do. Things to see. <laughs> But now we are back, and yeah, we have a lot of fun games to get to. Um, we're going to start all the way back at Thursday for you guys. Again, we weren't here for that one. And we're going to jump right off. Amen. Jazz versus Blazers. The Jazz end up winning a in a big margin of 122-103. We talked about a lot how the Blazers hadn't beaten a team better than them. In the case, in this one. Both CJ and Dame shot exactly um, eight for 21 from the field, minus 16 for Lillard, minus 19 for McCollum, and it just wasn't good enough. Uh, for the Jazz, an explosion of Donovan Mitchell. We saw these dudes and said they can't guard me. 37 points on 14 to 25 shooting, and that ended up leading the way. Darnell, what did you see out of this one? Yeah, I think that's sad that the Blazers haven't beaten a team that are ahead of them in the standings is a really interesting one. Uh, I never really considered it, but now that I'm watching the games a little more closely with that in mind, I'm seeing some of the problems with the Blazers that, you know, I didn't think would show up this soon. You know, um, C or Dame CJ CJ is doing what CJ normally does, but we know defensively they're not a team that you know or a backcourt that can stop a lot of guys. They're or a scoring a high scoring offense, and Dame and Dame's just been playing average lately. I don't want to say he's been playing bad, but he's just not been playing to the same standard that he was when CJ was out, and. It's just been interesting that as a healthy unit, they just don't seem to have it together. It, they obviously did have the trade of Norman Powell, so he's getting acclimated to the new system and what they like to do. But I just haven't been impressed with the Blazers as of late. And, you know, the Jazz, Donovan Mitchell, obviously playing at the level he's been playing at. I think this is like three games in a row, maybe scored 35 plus scored 37 in this game. Rudy Gobert had 18 and 20. You're not really getting, you know, that production off the bench from Clarkson. He's been hurt. Joe Ingles, he pitched in 13. So the Jazz aren't that unstoppable force that they were earlier in the season, but I got them credit. They, they fought hard against the Blazers team and they pulled out a victory by a large margin. I don't know if they fought, more so they just smoked them. Blazers, Blazers don't really make you fight. You just got to score. But, hey, they can't really guard no one. Um, Dom, what were your thoughts? So I'm actually looking at the team stats right now. And mm -hmm. they, they have the identical defensive and offensive stats as another team that's ranked a couple uh, – that's ranked below them in the standing. They have the they have the exact same defense. They're tied for twenty six with one hundred and fourteen point nine, and for offense, they're both ranked um, seventh 
for with 114.7 points per game. They're tied with the Pelicans. So essentially, they they played they play the same. They're basically the same team as the Pelicans almost in terms of like what their offense and their defense is. So Portland is a team that has just been, you know, overseeing expectations and everything like that. I already told y'all off if I had no faith in them to start off with. They've been proving me wrong, but if they're just going to beat up on the bottom dwellers and then as soon as it comes to teams that matter, fold every time. I mean, you know, they're just not a team that's going to make a make a lot of noise. I mean, the reason they lost this game is because CJ was bad, Dane was bad, Carmelo was bad. They can't play defense, so if nobody's going to score then you know they they're just not gonna win a lot of games. All all of Simons was bad. Like all your scores can't shoot under thirty three percent. Well, like under like forty percent from the field. That's just never gonna be a way to win games. So you know, I mean Norm Norm and Nurkic were like their most consistent players out there. I guess. Well, they didn't even get a good scoring game from Ian's Cantor. Like. He had eight and seven, and he's been killing lately. Yeah, so, I mean, the Jazz were just able to take advantage of these guys. They're not that good. And Utah is able to beat the team. Utah is able to, you know, beat a couple bad teams out there. But, I mean, it just goes to show that, you know, I just don't think Portland has – Portland is much of a threat in the um, – I don't think Portland is much of a threat in the West – and I do. I am interested in seeing a Clippers Trailblazers, um, you know, series. Just because I think that'd be the most interesting. Just because of the expectations for both teams, you know, how 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 one star player is treated so much differently than the than another star player, even though you know you look at it and the only the only thing nope. that one star player has above the other star players a couple more game winners no nope. being real no nope. <laughs> i can't let you get away with that one <laughs> we're not comparing paul george and damian lillard are we i'm, I'm just i'm just saying i'm just saying oh, in, a, goodness. in a in a playoff series in a playoff series i just want to see i'll see why leonard you know i there, I don't know. CJ McCollum's still right there. You know, Paul George is not a superstar, right? He's an all star, but he's not a superstar. He Damian Lillard is he, a superstar. He was a superstar that degraded into a borderline superstar. When was he ever a superstar? Back in the day, he was just a top three MVP candidate like three years ago. <laughs> like, he was he had a, his he best season. Okay. I'll give you that in that season, but and he's not. No, he was, he was a superstar. Yes, he was. If you fight, if you fighting with LeBron, you a superstar, bro. I don't care if you like giving LeBron. How, how many don't fight? In the East, how in many the superstars? Finals. How many superstars do you think it is in the NBA? If you were to say it, pick a number. I don't think Paul George is anymore. I'd say about like 10, 10 15. Ooh. That's a lot. I think it's about seven to ten. Yeah. Ten to fifteen around, is pushing it. That's a little that's a lot. Ten, around the ten range. We're both around the ten ish range. So okay. it's probably about like ten. 
I see where this is going. Might as well go ahead and name them. <laughs> I, I didn't. I wasn't gonna think. Oh, that's what we're doing now. Um. <clears throat> so obviously, there's LeBron. There's three in Brooklyn. LeBron. LeBron. <laughs> so there's obviously LeBron. There's his teammate Glassman. There's the three in Brooklyn. Um. There's the one in Philly. And the there's the one in Denver, Jokic. There's Luca. There's um Giannis. There's let me look at the rest of the team. How many was that? That name like eight. That's nine. Nine. Um, two Lakers, the three Nets, Jokic, Embiid, said Giannis, and you said Luca. So nine. Steph. Um, Steph is ten. Lillard, Kawhi, um, so that's about 12. Yeah, those are, I guess those are it. <clears throat> Bill would be, but <laughs> if he ever just left the fucking team, <laughs> he don't, he don't want to be a superstar, clearly, so. Kawhi close to losing his superstar status. There he you. is. He close. He close to it, but he still is right now. Yeah, he still is right now. I would just say it's here. Yeah, that's. I'll give him like twelve. And Bradley like half a superstar. <laughs> like twelve and a half. He's gonna average thirty two points a game. I mean, <laughs> I can't just not call him a superstar. Hey man. No, tell you. you can. He is the only losing score. Hey, if you go average 32, <laughs> I'd say like 12 or 13. I think all of them are fair people. You could take you could take Kawhi or Brad out. But everybody else, they're cemented. Yeah. All right, real quick. Since Darnell is going through some technical issues, I'm just going to redo it. I'm going to tell you Dom's whole list. Or Dom, you can name it again. Yeah, it's cool. Um, Embiid, Kyrie, Harden, Durant, Giannis, um, LeBron, AD, Kawhi, Jokic, Lillard, Steph, and like Bradley kind of Bradley kind of a superstar. He just don't be winning. <laughs> so how many is that? Over that's about 12. 12. I'm not mad at I'm not mad at that list. Like that's a 12, but I'm not mad at that. Like it's probably we to the point now where so many good young players that that seven to ten is probably gonna get extended a little bit. I'm not mad at that. Yeah. Maybe you you might even closer that's to me. It's kind of like Luca and Jokic, you know, is themselves up there and then be. Is Donovan Mitchell not a superstar? No, no. Why? I th- why I is think he Zion? Not I is? think Zion's close. I was gonna say Zion too, but why is Donovan? I was gonna say Zion for sure. I was gonna say that, but hear me out. Why is Donovan not for okay. is? What has Luca done to Donovan's mind? I think I think Luca's putting up higher 
I think he's putting up more numbers. Um, obviously, it's not leading to more wins, but yeah, that's an interesting conversation. I, I think when it comes to the the Jazz and the the um the Mavericks, I think that the Jazz are more of like they're just a more of a well-oiled machine. They're more of a better team, and I think Mitchell is definitely a borderline superstar who he he really he's really right there. Like it like give him another season like this or like a big playoff run. If he makes the conference finals, I'll give it to him. Dude had 50 in two playoff games last year. I don't like how you just keep ignoring people's faces. So so is Murray one? Is Murray a superstar now? No, no only because he's playing with Jokic. But Donovan Mitchell, that's not all he did. Donovan Mitchell also did beat Russell Westbrook in the first round, which again is all Dame ever did. He's a superstar. It took him eight years to do that. So I'm again confused. Dame just went to the conference finals. <laughs> Dame was just in the conference finals like two years ago. He got swept. He got there. And Dame averaged like 30, man. Like, and, the, and that dude's and super the, full. And wait, the wait, 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 wait. He's super full against the Nuggets. And, he tra- and the Trailblazers, the Trailblazers aren't as well, aren't as good of a made team as the Jazz. I think oh. the Jazz is. No, you mean huh? No, their defense is garbage, and they just have a—they just have a few scores on the team. They're not that very. They're maybe not that good. They're not that well made. You know, maybe that's because Donovan Mitchell is actually the best defender on the Jazz. So I mean, that's something to do he's with better it. than the defensive player of the year. Yeah, better good, good point. <laughs> Better than Gobert, you think Gobert is a liability against everybody. Outside the paint. Yes, every center that can I don't think it's but there's but there's but they have they have decent wing defenders and and angles and Royce and um what's his name, Bonyanovich. They're all decent out there. They just play really decent wing defenders. Mm-hmm. Oh, Powell just got there. <laughs> Powell literally just got there like a month ago. That's I mean, funny at times. Not stopping. I think. I think Mitchell is close. I don't think he's there yet, and I think Luca. Luca has done more. He's done about. I won't say more well, because like, you know Donovan's been in the second round, right? Like I, I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not just talking about playoffs though. You feel me? Just in general, Luca, Luca is the the Mavericks without Luca is different than the, the Jazz were winning games when Mitchell wasn't there. Dallas isn't winning a fucking game without Luca. <laughs> like that's the difference, bro. In, in that big ass win streak, Mitchell didn't play every game. We we keep talking about Conley not playing every game. Mitchell didn't play every game. He missed like four of them in that big ass lunch. That like three or four. He wasn't there the whole time. So the the Jazz are just a better team. And again, Mitchell's up there. He's right there. But I, I think I think he can. I think he can make it. I just don't think he's there yet. It's like the same thing. Like if you're gonna say Mitchell won, then fuck it, Tatum won. Then you got to go to Devin Booker, and now we getting yeah. too. And now it's getting too close. That's the yeah, whole exactly. Like if Mitch, like if Mitchell won, then Tatum won, Booker won, motherfucking. 
Zion's the Zion's the best of all the non-superstars, and he might even be one. If he's not, yeah. if he's not a superstar, he's the top of the of the thing. I just want to know the criteria. Donovan Mitchell right now, twenty-seven points a game, four point five rebounds, five assists, one of the best team in the league. Which is no. I mean, but like I'm saying though, if we're gonna give it to him, the first round, unlike Luca. He scored 50 in the playoffs twice. Who are you taking? Who are you taking? You taking Luca or Mitchell? I didn't say he was a better player. I, I just want the criteria of the superstar. <clears throat> there is none. So you can just say that. <laughs> I mean, I think Tate, I think Tatum up there. I think Tatum's close. I think Tatum's closer to it than Mitchell. Based oh, on what? Tatum's been to two conference finals now. <laughs> like if you like if we're gonna talk about the playoffs, he's been to two of them. He did fight with LeBron. So the playoffs matter more. Okay. But so Tatum's close because of the playoffs, but Mitchell isn't because of the regular season. Although Mitchell's having a way better regular <laughs> season than Tatum. And again, his team is an eighth in the east, they're first in the west. I think Mitchell's close. That's all I'm gonna say. I don't think. Taylor I don't even think he's a superstar. I just want to know what the criteria is, because you hear the term, you know. We might as well delve deeper into it. Can't just name him. Yeah. You know I mean, I would say you have, you have to be an all-star. That should be one of the criteria. Yeah. Okay. They're all all-stars that we're talking about, so that's good. Yeah. Second. Second Booker. They barely even wanted to put Booker in both times. So. And and Donovan Mitchell was the last pick. Like that matters a little. It don't matter, but I think part of it's it, something. Part of it. Well, the thing with me with Mitchell is he's literally made the playoffs every year. Yeah, like that's kind of a huge thing. But he hasn't had Jalen Brown with him like Tatum has. But look, so Gordon. Gordon Hayward made the playoffs with the same team. So is Gordon Hayward one? Like it's it's base is essentially no. the same team. So um no, the only difference is Mike Conley instead of George Hill. Let's be fair. Okay, with the Gordon Hayward thing, no, but he was hurt for like the last three years. And he had the ability. I mean, you can say that, but he just took the Hornets and they got them to the four seed, basically. Yeah, him and so obviously. Okay, but he still was really important to the team. So, like, he could have been like that. People wanted to make him one. Let me put it like that way more than they want to make Don Mitchell one. Don Mitchell doesn't even come up in these conversations until I just brought him up. And I'm getting backlash, but not really a reason other than Gordon. Gordon Hayward wants a solid argument, I guess, but eh. sure. I mean, just because Gordon Hayward did it. Just because Gordon Hayward, yeah, not bad loss, but just because Gordon Hayward did it doesn't mean Don Mitchell should be dinged for like coming into the league. And I didn't he get to the second round twice in his first two years. He beat the Thunder. Think, so, so I'll put it like this. I'll put it like this: a superstar. Basically, what we're saying is a superstar is like a top fifteen-ish player. You got to at least be top fifteen. I don't think Mitchell's top fifteen. I'll give him top twenty even, but. I don't think he's a top 15 player. And I think that's what superstar comes down to for me. But I don't to be, it's, even 
know if I necessarily disagree with you, but he goes crazy every time he's in the playoffs. Like every, he really doesn't fail that. Like I, I don't know. That's what like you're saying he has this team, but we all we talked about all year about how they don't have wing defenders, how Rudy Gobert is useless outside, how Miles are better without Michael Conley. They do have Jordan Clarkson, who's hugely important. But only because he's the second pe- person who can just take a bunch of shots. Like, I, 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 I also think that with with a lot of the players that we talk about, you know, a lot of times when we talk about them, they're generally higher. Well, this is for one. This is Mitchell's first season averaging. Normally, he averages about like twenty two or twenty three. This is his first season averaging about like twenty seven. So, like, if he can stay in that range, he, he just normally doesn't really excel at anything. And norm and the players that were named superstars, like, Lillard's averaged about 30 before. Steph's obviously won two MVPs. Like, you know, most of the people we're talking about, they've, like, been consistently, like, doing – this is Mitchell's first season averaging 27. That's why I'm saying he's right there. He is right there. If he does – if he averages, like, 27 again – and like boost his efficiency up a little bit. Like he don't even got to be like a fifty percent. Okay, all right, wait. 45%. I got you. I got you. I got you. So let's say to be a superstar, you have to be top five in the category. There, there you go. That's that's fair. I don't you know. have to that's be able tough. to do it because it is to tough. To it's supposed to be easy. Even not get at least at least you've done it like recently. Like in the last two years, because you can lose it. Kawhi, right there, about to, or you've obviously he's won a championship, so he's won a championship. Well, yeah, Kawhi, Kawhi's kind of cemented because he won two finals MVPs. I don't know, <laughs> like, man. I man, if they lose the first round, I don't care. No, that's what I'm saying. That's why. That's why I'm saying this. This um playoff series matters, and I think Lillard just became a superstar like two years ago. I think he was always a all. He was always like a, a star, but he really just became a superstar like two years ago. For being real, it's not like he's just been one for this whole time. Like, see, but that makes it tough, right? So he became a superstar. If we're if we're being honest, he became a superstar because of the wave, right? Not that he's not a superstar. Yeah. Like, so. This is interesting because I agree with you. He basically took away Russell Westbrook's superstar to me. That yeah, took yeah, it away. for sure. Like stole <laughs> got that man traded. He took he took both of theirs. Away. He took Paul George's and Russell Westbrook's away at the same time. So my only counter to that, Donovan Mitchell also beat them in six. Like <clears throat> it's just it's just that he didn't again. Beat. He doesn't really – he hasn't really excelled at anything until recently. Like, last – the bubble – the bubble was when – it was the first time he really, like, started putting up numbers like that. He never – he never – he never had, like, 40 and, like, 50 like that. Like, the bubble was really the start of it. And he has – you know, he has been improving this season. I think the, I think the bubble was what made him a borderline superstar for sure. Like he was like he was an all star, because remind you, last year was his first time even making the all star game, and I'm pretty sure he was yeah. an add on. But last time was his last year was his first time making the all star game. 
So he just made it. So this is his second year making it. And the bubble was really when he like turned up for like the first time. Like he won, but again, he has a he has a coach of the year candidate every year and a two-time defensive. No matter what I say about him, he is a two-time defensive player of the year. And then he got the six man of the year right next to him type shit. And you know, this is the first season where he's averaged higher than like 23 points per game. So if he can do this, if they keep the one seed, if he can make the conference finals and shit like that, and then yeah. next season he's able to, you know, at least stay if he can stay above like 25, even he don't gotta be, he don't gotta be, you know, 27 again. But if he can say like 25 or something like that, I'll give it to him for sure. No question. And the Jazz and the Jazz maintain a good record again. I'll give it to him easy. But I just he's just he's there. He just hasn't done it yet. I yeah, I think it's all I think it's all contingent on what happens in the playoffs. Like if Utah folds, like he's not a superstar. But if they have a good, you know, run and they make it at least to the conference finals or however it ends, it could be in the second round and maybe like a tough seven game series. But if he fights to the end, then yeah, we can give it to him. But I don't think he's right. But he's but he's close though. And you also have to look at the reactions. <clears throat> look look at the playoffs last year, bro. The the Nuggets, the clip we only talk about Doc Rivers and the Clippers blowing that 3-1 lead. We only talk about that. We don't even mention that the, the Jazz did the same exact thing. The same exact thing. They had the 3-1 lead right, right there and failed to close. We all on Kawhi and, and Paul George asked. For, for for blowing that three one lead. Three one lead. I don't remember that. Yeah, they were, they were up three one on the on the Nuggets and blew it. Yeah, they were. Damn Donovan. Oh, wow. They they were straight right there with a three one lead. Blew that shit. Nobody talks about it. You know why? Oh, I remember what happened. You want me to tell you what happened? I remember now. <laughs> Gary Harris came back. Nah, Conley came back. He wasn't there at first. I'm telling you, he was not there. At first. He oh really my wasn't. I, I'm not making it up. I'm not. I remember. Mike <laughs> College straight came back. I promise you, because they were like, "Oh, they're doing this without Mike." They were like, "They're doing this without Bogdanovich and Mike Conley," because Conley had a kid. He straight came oh yeah, he did. The, oh, that, yeah. That's all. I'm telling you. I'm gonna look it up right now. Hold up. No, that's right. This nigga, this nigga just blamed that whole three-one collapse on Mike Conley. Not Mike Conley. Five games, so it wasn't just him. Damn, I can't blame Donovan though. If he's gonna average thirty-six, five and five. Uh, again, it's not. It's not that he blew the three-one lead. It's the reaction towards it. Everybody was on the Clippers' ass, bro. Everybody just swept the Jazz under the rug. They were like, eh, it's just the Jazz type shit. Like, yeah, we didn't have if, no if expectations for Utah last year, though. Yeah. this We didn't have expectations for them this year. <laughs> they just exceeded it. Definitely. Did. Everybody thought they'd probably be like a fourth, fifth seed, probably. Nobody, nobody in the world thought they were going to be a, a one seed. Nobody thought Phoenix was going to be one. But we're like, Chris Paul is that good. Devin Booker is that good. DeAndre Ayton did miss a month, and they 
and they just and they were a game out of the playoffs. Like mm-hmm. Phoenix, you could kind of see it coming, but Utah, nobody saw this shit coming. Nobody thought they were going to be on a 17 game win streak. Remember when we were making our picks? Oh, I was like, they gonna lose eventually. They just never did. <laughs> Kept really picking quick. against them. Really quick. Actually, wait, wait, stop. Never mind. Man, one thing that we definitely didn't mention, but he's a definite, for sure, at least in my opinion, superstar. The fact that we didn't mention him is telling. Jimmy Butler. God, be super. Oh, yeah. Forgot about Jimmy. Forgot about I don't Jimmy. think. I don't think Jimmy's a superstar. Wow. I think. I think he's in the lower tier. I think he's one of the ones you could you could argue with. I think he's near like that feel. He is, he is one, but like you could argue against it. I do think he, I do think he is a superstar. My dude just made the finals, and he's not a superstar. Yeah, this is a tough list to make. I'm gonna write down my list. And let me see. This should be fast. I got LeBron. At, I got LeBron. I got KD. I have Giannis. I have Embiid. I have Jokic. Kawhi. Steph. Dame. And that's the list. Jokic, why? Yeah. Oh, I said Jokic. I said Jokic. Yeah, you said Jokic. I'm trying to think of who you didn't have. Harden. Oh, I got Harden on there, too. No Kyrie. Harden should be on there. I was thinking about Kyrie. Kyrie's closer to the bottom of it, too. But I think he is. He was about to win MVP if he didn't get hurt. <laughs> like, he is. He, he was about to win MVP this year, too. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's Austin, he was about to win it, and he was about to win it this year. Kyrie, is, Kyrie definitely won. I just think he's in the lower tier of it, but he's definitely won to me. I didn't say Luca either. He's on the list, but that's it. That's 10 players. <clears throat> I'd go. Uh, you so you didn't go AD. Okay, I'll give you AD. That's eleven. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He was like seven to ten. I was like, no, nah, definitely about like. <laughs> it you, but it was a point where I used to think it was seven, and I remember having my seven, and then it was like, all right, then you got add Luca, and then the young guys started coming in, and yeah. You had to change it I'm because Jokic wasn't always on the list. So I'm I'm only gonna ask this: Was AD a superstar before, like the last year? Like, not in my opinion, right? No. So he was close. I I think he was. He was definitely a star. I think he was a superstar. I think he was. He was on the. He was on the back half. If you would have had the yeah. list, or yeah. or borderline not making it, like one of the two. Yeah, he was like he was one of those like I was saying with like Beal and like Jimmy and all those. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, so so you're saying like a, a possible superstar in the making if he joins a super team or a, a teammate, I guess. Now, yeah, I'm saying if, Brad, if Bradley leave Washington and like continues doing what he's doing, he's just like mm-hmm. superstar type shit. Yeah. So I guess my second question is, so if that made AD a superstar, or no, that had to make Jimmy Butler a superstar. AD did it with LeBron. Jimmy did it with Bam out of bio to the finals. Jimmy's run's got to be like, uh, it's got to be longer. Like I got to see him do it again. Like I got to see him. His numbers, his numbers don't warrant it. Like, did he even make the All Star team this year? No. That's only yeah, because he had COVID. But I see your point. <laughs> you definitely you, yeah. Ah, ugh. all right for me. Here we go. Um, one, I have Anthony Edwards. Stop. Mellow Ball. Do I have Lonzo Ball? No. <laughs> um, okay, my superstars are LeBron, Steph, James Harden. This is gonna be this is gonna be this is gonna be twisted, but I'm about to do it. Um, KD is not a superstar to me until this playoffs, this postseason. He hasn't played in two years. Um, so give me a moment. I want to ask, ask y'all something. I want to ask y'all something. Because last, okay. last no, I can just interrupt my last dude. That's fucking fine. Go ahead. What? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's just somebody that we haven't, that we didn't mention, that we mentioned last time that y'all Maybe said. I was going to mention. An MVP candidate. Okay. Are you gonna you gonna say the person? No, you said maybe you're gonna mention him. So I was going. And it's still left. Anyway, um, I'm going James Harden, Bron James, Steph Curry, Joel Embiid. Okay. Luca. Five. Giannis. Dame because he's talked himself into the conversation. Fuck it. Dan has forced himself to become a superstar one way or another. But you know what? At the end of the day, you got to respect <laughs> it. You got to. So, Dame. Um, I will say AD. And I'm going to – this is tough. I'm going – I'm going to say Zion. Like, because he keeps breaking records and stuff. Like, like he is doing historical stuff. And his games are still on TV. And, you know, everyone keeps talking about him because you kind of have to. Um, even though his team is crappy. So yeah, but you don't have – so you don't have Giannis, Jokic. I said or Harden. Harden. I you had Harden. Harden. I had Harden. So, 10. I think I forgot to say Jokic. So Jokic and Bead, Harden, 
LeBron, AD, Luca. Who am I forgetting? Forgetting Steph. people. Steph. Steph. Dame. You said you said Kyrie isn't. Yeah. yeah. I said Kyrie and Katie aren't to me only because oh uh Kawhi. Kawhi. Jimmy. For like now. Jimmy. I put Jimmy. I put Jimmy in there. You that's can't put Jimmy bias. in there and not have KD in there. Like that's personal bias right there. It is. KD hasn't played over the last two years of what I'm about to mention. Jimmy almost beat Kawhi, who won the finals. Was going to do it. Took him to seven. It was a lucky shot that did it. And then he just took the heat to the finals. I like winning. I like winning, and I like when people play. Now, like, I like when they don't miss 20 games and then come back and lose to the Lakers for no reason. So those are your 12? Yeah. I had like 11, I think. I remember correctly. I don't think I had 12. Um, so this is the question I want to ask y'all. Just because we had this discussion last time. Chris Paul. No, he's not a superstar. No. Y'all were just saying he deserves MVP. I say he deserved to be in the conversation. Not that he deserved to win it, necessarily. But, no, he's not a superstar. I mean, I was going to get into it. We're already here now, so... On Thursday, the Suns played the Clippers, and the Clippers ended up winning 113-103. It was a big-time game for Paul George. 33 points, huge down the stretch for them. Um, the Suns, amen, Devin Booker, hit 24-13 shots. They came at eight, eight more points, obviously, in the fourth quarter, and Rondo... Was huge for them. I mean, Rondo was big. Pat Bev got kicked out of the game, trying to kick my man, you know, Chris Paul in the balls. But after that happened, Rondo came in, continued to explode, hit 15 points, nice off the bench. Kawhi had 27 as well. So, that's Dom. What did you see out of this one? Um, <laughs> yeah, we were watching this game, and, you know, you know, we, we had just had that big debate earlier that day talking about Chris Paul, and then, you know, he was out, out there. He was a minus 16 in that game. He didn't have the same impact. He only had 13 points. And, again, Chris Paul has been, like, the key for the team, you know, and, and when he plays well. Well, he doesn't, he doesn't even always have to play well because at first he was. He did only score, like, eight points when they win games a lot of the time. So, you know, but Paul really – it just came down to Paul George. Paul George been snapping out there. It's Paul George and Rondo. Rondo came in there, and just like they were saying, he's the leader of the team. He came in, and he just changed the whole chemistry. He's really their closer. He's the closer that Lou Will was supposed to be and that Lou Will was at first before, you know, he went to the strip club and got out of shape and just didn't do nothing in the playoffs. But he's the closer that they needed. And if, and if you were watching it, like, Rondo, he had nine assists, but, like, the pat he was really opening the floor up for people like mm-hmm. his assists weren't just like pass the ball to somebody they make a shot he was really like seeing everybody cut and like giving it to them on like you know really good plays so you know rondo came in there and he was just the point guard that they've been dying for and then you know paul george 
he's just been in this stretch where, you know, he's just not missing a lot of shots. He shot seven and nine from three, 12, 19 from the field. And, you know, he was able to give them 33 and Kawhi was able to, able to give them 27. And that's generally what they need. They, for them to win most games, they're going to need about 60 from them most of the time. Well, whichever, you know, whichever is the higher score, whatever, but, you know, they're going to need around like 60 for them because the rest of the team just isn't that good at scoring. But with Rondo out there, he'll definitely, he definitely makes an impact out there because especially now that he can shoot, you know, Rondo's just a better, he's a better facilitator than anybody they have out there. So, you know, I think this game is more about the Clippers than the Suns. And, you know, in order for the Suns to win more, you know, they're going to need a little more offense from Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and Cam Johnson can't be a minus 18 out there. Cam Johnson was like their big bench player. And Cameron Payne wasn't doing too well either out there. But Cam Johnson can't be a minus 18. Because, like, at first he was, like, one of our candidates for sixth man of the year. Obviously, you know, that fell off. But, you know, like, early in the season he was a big role. But, you know, I think this says more about the Clippers than the Suns. Darnell, what were your thoughts? Yeah, I pretty much agree with Dom. I think uh, this game was a mostly about the Clippers and how they've been quietly in the three seed in the West for a while now, and they're they're kind of establishing themselves as a you know a real threat in the West. Um, if Paul George plays at this level, like Dom said, he's been hitting his threes at a really high level. He was seven of nine this game, twelve of nineteen from the field. He finished with seven rebounds. And they had the impact from Rondo, nine nine, uh, nine assists, zero turnovers. That stands out with 15 points. And if Rondo can continue to, you know, do that at, you know, 19 minutes a game, I'm just curious to see what will happen once the playoffs start. You see him probably inserted into the start lineup and playing heavy minutes. So they, they finally have a facilitator that, that's going to get easier shots for Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. So you'll probably see their assist numbers slightly dip down a little bit, but their points should go up. And I think that'll be for the betterment of the team. And, you know, for Phoenix, Phoenix is just like Utah to me. They're going to have to prove that they can beat some of the heavyweights. You know, there's not a lot of teams ahead of them in the standings, but they're, they they have to prove that they can beat the contenders because they're the one team that wasn't there last year. Uh, if you look at Utah, they were in the playoffs, but – or they were like a five, I think a five seed or something. Yeah. They had a, a, a decent seating and, you know, Phoenix finished 10th last year. So they were just in the play in, even though they played amazing in a bubble, but they, they have to prove to us because they're a young team. And even though they have a veteran like Chris Paul, the other guys don't have the same experience. So we got to see them put it together in big games and I'll be interested to see how they play. I don't Chris Paul really hasn't done it himself either. So. I think, exactly. I think that Utah was a three because the Lakers had the one seat, so the winner would have played them. If there was a four or five, they'd have to play the Lakers in the second round. Um, and then I just want to, I think Utah was a three, but but I just know Utah had finished with a good record last year, so it's not like even though they they caught everyone off guard this year, last year they still had a good season compared to Phoenix, where they just made a twenty five percent increase in their win total. No, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah. For me, man, Chris Paul eliminated himself. And then he got him out of here. Sorry. We're talking about it last time when people kept eliminating themselves. 
I put faith in you, man. For no reason. That's on me. But damn, you can't go out there. And like I'm saying, like Rondo was straight just cooking him. Like he was cooking him from the second out there. It was like when Pat Bev got ejected, everything just got so much easier for the Clippers. I mean, and Paul George started going off. Um, but he was actually he was actually going off in the jump. He's gone off for the last two games. It was more so Rondo was actually helping out Kawhi. And Paul George just didn't stop hitting shots all game. Like then I'm set seven for nine from deep. Um, but I mean, the biggest thing was Rondo was hitting threes. If Rondo hits threes, that's he's he's everything they need. Yeah, he's Lula off the bench shooting, and then he's the distributor that they've never had. So, and he can play better defense than Lula, obviously. Yeah, he can play better defense, and you know, I mean. He's going, he doesn't care. He's going to do it in crunch time, too, if he hits him. I mean, he was shooting those in the fourth quarter. He was like, you know what? I'm just shooting it. He's hitting all. Big game for him. I mean, outscored, outassisted Chris Paul. I mean, he looked real bad out there. One other thing that happened, though, as well, because Chris Paul, by the way, he gets he gets the blame for this, right? He was awful. Like, he, was, he started the fourth quarter, and they scored, I believe, three points in, like, the first five minutes or something ridiculous. And I was just like, damn. And I was watching with Dom, and he was like, is Chris Paul going to have to hold something? Yes, he has been out here the entire time doing absolutely nothing. Like, it was it was really bad. Bad look for my guy, man. But Devin Booker is also there also doing nothing. So that's not a good sign. Like, like Darnell said in the playoffs, it's got to be one of them. And – Oh, suck. We know it's not going to be Chris Paul. He's showing us that. <laughs> but you know what? Damn it. Booker is not going to do anything either. He only took 12 shots. Dude, he got some free throw line 14 times, to be fair. But dude, in the fourth quarter, hey, man, we kind of need you to do, like, you know what I mean? You got to do it. Hopefully they figure out we are in So Chris yeah. Paul is not a cross-town player. Like, like for all the, for all the, for for everything we say about like Levine or like Levine or Lillard or something like that, or, or even Beal, like for all we say about them, like maybe not being clutch, they gonna they gonna try. <laughs> like 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 Levine gonna Levine gonna fuck it up a lot of times, but he gonna at least fucking try to do it <laughs> every time. Yeah. Hey man, Paul George is a class. Does shoot the ball. You can't just not shoot the ball, dude. Yeah, Paul George too. He be folding, but he be trying. We're <laughs> yeah. like, here now to shoot the ball. Got to. Um, but yeah, so that not a great sign, honestly, out of that one. But moving on. Hey man. The Celtics. In overtime and the beating Timberwolves. The Timberwolves, by the way, recently have looked pretty good against these teams, but they could not beat the Celtics, led by Jason Tatum and his 53 points. Unbelievable game for him. Kyle Towns tried to hit 30. Um, Anthony Edwards had 24 as well, but it just was not enough. Tom, what did you see out of this one? <clears throat> I'm so. 
I'm going to take more into Minnesota than Boston with this game, man. It's something that we've said before. You were saying they should just trade him. But D'Angelo as a six-man really is insane. <laughs> like, if they if they stick with this, like, because obviously D'Angelo's coming off an injury. So, yeah. you know, they don't want rushing back into the starting lineup. But if they just let Ricky start and let, you know, him pass to Towns and Edwards and let them do everything and just let D'Angelo come off the bench, that really is crazy for them because D'Angelo just be scoring off the bench like nothing. So, you know, I think that's a I think that's a positive sign for them going forward. And even as bad as the Celtics have been this season, they are still the Celtics. And the fact that Minnesota's even fighting with them is just a good sign for them. But for Boston, I mean, you know, Minnesota's not a great defensive team, obviously, but you know, uh Boston, they were just they had they have better scores out there. Kemba was able to give them 17. Marcus gave him 24. You know, it was one of Marcus's better games since the injury. And then Jalen Brown was able to give them 26. So if you're going to have – I mean, we know their bench is ass at scoring. We know that. But, you know, if they're just going to have – let me see. No, uh, 67. If they're going to have 67 from the three, and then Tatum going to give you an extra 53. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you feel me? It's going to be hard to beat them, you know. This is Tatum's career high. He doesn't generally go off like this, but you know when he does, you know they have a better chance of winning games because they be needing every point. They be needing every point they can from those four. They already found out that Fournier is not not the one. But you feel me? They if, if they can get if they can get all of those points out of those three, out of those four, and you feel me, it, it mitigates you know the lack of production that they generally get from the bench. So. You know, mm-hmm. that's just how I look at it for these teams. Darnell, what were your thoughts? Obviously, this was a great Jason Tatum game. He made 16 field goals, six threes, got to the line, 15 of 16. They grabbed 10 rebounds. It's just one of those games where you just look at Jason Tatum and say, this is probably why he's in that conversation to be close to an MVP, or not an MVP, but close to a superstar in that superstar conversation. But when you look at Minnesota, I think that Carl Anthony Towns has been playing really well as of late. Almost had a triple-double in this game with seven assists, with 12 rebounds and 30 points. D'Angelo Russell's been playing great coming off the bench, even though he was a minus 10 in his 29 minutes. But if you're going to play D'Angelo Russell 29 minutes, you might as well just start him. He's obviously not having any restrictions. Maybe he's on a 30-point, a 30-minute restriction, but – he might as well start him. Like, he's out there anyway. But I do see the point that you don't want to interrupt Anthony Edwards' his, like, his run lately because he's been playing at the level that you would have thought he would have the ability to, to do when you draft him number one overall. And they have some pieces on Minnesota. They obviously are – you know, they don't have the wins to, to you know, match that. But you look at – not having Malik Beasley, he's another high high teams, close to 20-point scorer that you can add to the mix. So they have some talent. Um, getting a probably a top-tier free or a top-tier draft pick will kind of catapult them as a sleeper team next year. So we'll just have to see what happens. I just – I agree with you. I agree. Edwards is Edwards – is, Edwards is what – they wanted Wiggins to be, for real. Oh yeah, for real. 
Edwards is everything they wanted Wiggins to be, like way better <laughs> already. So as as he continues to develop, and then they traded him for D'Angelo, and they just needed some some point guard, some guard scoring. So now they had so now they have a good scoring guard, a good scoring wing, and a good scoring center. Like they they definitely got potential for the future. Yeah, for sure. Um, one thing I would say is the reason that you. I mean, to me, putting people on the bench, it kind of helps you out, you know. It kind of helps out bad coaching. Because at the end of the day, what should happen is either Russell or Edwards. I mean, what I would do ideally, honestly, I'd put Edwards and Carly Towns on the bench quicker just to get Russell that time to where he can just be by himself and he gets to just jack up shots. Mm-hmm. They're their best scorer right now with no Beasley. Beasley would obviously make that a little more complicated. Um, but the reason I like Rubio out there in the starting line is because he's going to give you seven assists, right, which is what he had. The only, he's one of only two pluses on the whole team. Over was the other one. He played five minutes. So Rubio's a plus for a reason out there. He had four steals as well, so he's a really good defender too. So he takes some of that defense off. So him and Akagi can play defense, and then he can get you the passes. But obviously late in the game, you want Russell in. I was watching it watching them in one of these games. And Russell was, like, huge late. Um, so, yeah, Russell has to be in there late. He's a, he's a good passer as well. But the, uh, the offense is just more Russell-centric. What I will say, though, and I kind of underrated this, all three of them are really good passers So and willing passers. So it can work out. The only issue, the big issue that's going to happen is it's really now what do you do with Beasley? I thought Beasley would be the one you keep, but he's the only one who can't really pass, so he'd have to come off the bench. I mean, since he's, you know, possibly going to jail, he is going to jail, right? Something, whatever the fuck. He got I think he's in like November or something. Yeah, I think, I think he's got to serve 180 days after the season, but that could be spent at home. Something along those lines. Gotcha. Either way, I think what's gonna I think he can't he really isn't going to be the person who's gonna be allowed to complain about coming off the bench. So I'm saying. Because if he starts, yeah. then you have you have a three guard lineup, right? Like mm-hmm. him, Russell, and Edwards. If you're gonna do that, at least do it with Rubio, because he can pass as well and play defense. That's really what the problem will come down to. But Anthony plays best defense. To me, the most shocking thing from the – well, obviously, other than Tatum having 53, the most shocking thing is looking at this was Anthony Edwards, 7 of 12 shooting for 24 points. So he just got to the free throw line. He's, like, calmed down with his erratic shooting. He only had three turnovers. Three isn't great. It's not terrible. Carly Towns at six, which isn't great either. But they can all kind of work together. You see that Anth- that they like passing it. Obviously, Carlton Towns with seven assists. I, I saw them play. Isn't that I forget how I watched them play, but they're just so interesting to watch. It's a lot of backdoor cuts now for Edwards, so it's like they're, they're, they they know they 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 know who everyone is basically. Um, so you know what? I take it back. I'm taking a lot of things back today. Don't trade them. Chris Paul is no longer top five MVP candidate. Don't trade either of them. I, I I don't think you can. I don't think you can right now. I think D'Angelo coming off the bench would be crazy, though. But he's not going to do that. 
But I still think even if he doesn't, what I'm saying is I still think they all pass well enough. Carl Anthony Towns and Angela Russell, I think I kind of misstepped there. They don't really care. I mean, they don't care about, you know what I mean? They don't care about all that other stuff. Because I didn't know if they were going to be okay with Anthony Edwards being this good. And they still shoot the ball more than him. But I don't think that they – I don't think that they're going to get in the way. That makes sense? I think yep. when, you're a t- when you're a team like them and the only time you've ever made the playoffs was when somebody came over there and told you how ass you are. Well, well, Rus- not for Russell. Russell did it on his own. and um, yeah. Not on his own, but Russell did it in Brooklyn. And then, obviously, he played on Golden State, which they didn't do nothing. But you feel me? Russell's made the playoffs one time. Towns made the playoffs one time. And, you know, Towns was basically getting criticized the entire time he was making the playoffs. So you feel me? The fact that they see somebody there who has that same, you know, relaxed attitude as them, because that's really what Jimmy didn't like about Towns. Towns was just too relaxed. He, he, he was too passive. He didn't really fuck with that about him. And then obviously, you know, D'Angelo get Crawford get Crawford have a lead every other month. So, you know, he don't give a fuck. <laughs> Anthony Edwards tells us he don't give a fuck. He said he don't even like the sport. So you feel me? It's just it's just a team of, of, of dudes that's just out there like relaxing and I feel like they all fuck with each other. They're all high draft picks too, so they all know that they're all talented at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just think they're dynamic. I think they're going to have a good dynamic. And if they have another – and they're going to have another top draft pick. Uh, here's the thing. It needs to be top three. They ha- if, they get, if they get another top, be- another top three draft pick, then they'll be good. But you know, Why does it have to be not. top three? Because Golden State Golden State will get it if it's fourth. Oh, gotcha. Because in the, in the D'Angelo trade, they gave them a top three protected draft pick. So – if, so if they get a top three draft pick, they'll be they'll be good. But if they don't, they really should have just said top five. <laughs> they could have top five. They'd be cool, but makes too much sense, man. They made too Even much top sense. six. <laughs> like let us get the second worst record and be good. No, it has to be in the fucking lottery. It can't even be. It can't even be in the lottery. It has to be top three in the lottery. Yeah. I mean, not the lottery in the uh, in the top four. Shit. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. Hey man, they're a, they're a bad organization. They do. <laughs> that's why Alex Rodriguez well, trying to own them now. That's why. That's why Alex Rodriguez. He just um. He's trying to own it in like two years. They said that him and his friend are gonna um own the team in like two years. Fine or whatever. whatever. Go. go crazy. Who cares? Fuck it. <laughs> All right. So moving on, <clears throat> the Pelicans end up being the Sixers one hundred one ninety four. Zion went crazy, 37 points, 15 rebounds, and 8 assists. Brandon Ingram came back as well, and he had 17. No Lonzo Ball, but they still end up beating the Sixers on a beat, a rare night where he struggled 5 of 16. Really, everyone did from the field. Uh, Seth Curry, 0 for 7 from the field as well. Um, So, Darnell, what did you see out of this one? Yeah, I think this one was uh... – 
you know, it was really about the Pelicans. Um, it was just interesting to see how Zion would fare with kind of a, you know, a big rim threat and a, one of the better interior defenders that we have in this league in Joel Embiid. And it didn't seem to really matter much. Um, he finished with 37. He grabbed 15 rebounds. He had eight assists. They've been playing him, you know, with the ball in his hands a lot. We wonder coming out of college would he get some minutes, extended minutes at a small ball five. And I never really agreed with that. I didn't think he had the size to do it. And I don't necessarily think that fits his skill set the best. But I think when you put the ball in his hands, you even go back to his Duke days. He always made good plays. He was a good playmaker. So I think that's something that is going to be interesting to see. And the dynamic between him and Brandon Ingram seems to have changed. And Zion's obviously the leader. And Ingram's going to have to fall into that second man role. I don't know how good he is as a second option. We've seen him in LA. He wasn't, you know, awesome in that role. And this, and with New Orleans, uh, maybe his future isn't with the Pelicans. So that's something else I'm interested to watch for. They got production off the bench from Hernan Gomez and Jackson Hayes, both in double digits, and obviously struggles all around for the Sixers. Not a great outing for Joel and B, All Star candidate, uh, MVP candidate, Ben Simmons. Only 10 points. You've got to get more out of Ben Simmons than that. He's a former number one overall pick. But everyone knows he has his, you know, liabilities. But on the defensive end of the floor, he gave you five steals. He gave you six assists with his nine rebounds. So those are that, – that's a bright spot there. But he's just got to be better overall. And, you know, you look at the guys off the bench. You go to Matisse Thybulle and Dwight Howard. Both, you know – plus minuses in the double digits, minus 15 for Thibault, minus 11 for Dwight Howard. So they weren't great in their minutes. And if all of the role players and Joel Embiid is going to struggle, then the Sixers don't have a chance because they're going to be relying on those guys to have big nights, and they just didn't tonight or this night. Yep. Don't over your thoughts. So <clears throat> at first I looked at, you know, Embiid and his poor scoring night. I was like, damn, he's been going crazy all season. I wonder what happened. But then I'd be forgetting, bro. If there's a center stronger than him, he don't do shit. <laughs> like, I remember, like, in the playoffs, like, we, me and Demetrius had watched the, um, like, the little, the Eastern part of the playoffs. Like, Eastern semifinals. Or so. We watched the whole play. We watched, like, the whole thing, though. We watched. Yeah, we did watch the whole thing. Playoffs, but. Yes, but we watched like the Eastern half of the playoffs in 2019. So obviously of the semifinals games, we watched the uh, Raptors and the Sixers. And MB wasn't able to score too well out there. He said it was because, you know, he was going through some stomach illness and everything like that. But he, whenever he played against Marcus Saul, he was never really that effective like that, like that. Like he probably had some games here and there where he was. But, like, for the most part, whenever he would go against Marcus Saul, he just wasn't able to hang with him like that. And then, you know, even the, the season after, even that, like, um, the next season, Embiid had a zero-point game against Marcus Saul. And the thing, the one thing that Marcus Saul had on him was strength. And, you know, Steven Adams is generally known as one of the stronger players in the league. So, you know, going against him, he just wasn't able to uh, keep up with him like that. And then, um, you know, Zion, Zion 
might be as strong as Steven Adams, if not, if not, maybe stronger. So, you know, Zion was probably just bullying his way into the paint, you know, got 38 points, 18 yep. rebounds, eight assists out there. They just, they just weren't stronger than him. And Embiid's normally, I mean, obviously Embiid's a good mid-range shooter and he's a capable three-point shooter. But a lot of what he does is he goes to the rim a lot. And, you know, he's kind of stronger than everybody. So he just, you know, kind of finesses his way into either at least the free throw line, if not, you know, getting a bucket. But he just wasn't able to do that with Steven. So, you know, I think that's what it came down to more than anything. But then, yeah, if Embiid's going to have a bad game. Embiid was by far worse than he's been, like, for most of the season. And they only lost by seven. So I think it comes down to him more than anybody else. But, again... When it comes to like really strong centers, he generally isn't that good, and Zion was just able to take advantage out there. So, hey man, y'all already know what I think about the Sixers, <clears throat> but to me, this is more about the Pelicans and the fact that as much crap as I've given Brandon Ingram for this year, they need him so bad because everybody else is even worse. So, like Darnell was saying, is Brandon Ingram going to be okay with being the second role? I think both of them are just going to have to be like, you know what? I mean, Zion, Zion has – I think he's reaching the point where he's like, oh, I'm tired of losing. And he's never – I don't know how he's going to mm-hmm. have to But you can just tell by his play. He's like, I'm tired of this. Just give me the ball. And and you know what? Stan is like, I don't want to get fired. You can have the ball. <laughs> he's like, I don't want to <laughs> So you know what? You just go ahead. And he's eight assists, eight assists, mm-hmm. 28 shots taken, like clearly leading the team. Ingram can be an inefficient five for 21. He just has to try to play some defense. And he's just got to be the other person who shoots the ball. He has to be because it can't be Eric Bledsoe. And if Lonzo not going to be there, you really don't have any shooting at all. So, fuck it. Ingram, you got to shoot the ball. But – the ball needs to be in Zion's hand almost all the time. And they said, you know what? Fine. That's what we're going to do. And it ends up working. Um, I mean, he just – he's – also, yeah, if, if Ingram doesn't like being the second player and you said the Pelicans might not be the team for him, he's not going to play in the NBA. He's got to be the second player. And if not here, obviously I'm over here. He's going to be in the NBA. But if not here, then I don't know where else would be a fit for him. It works perfectly. They, he can go ISO here and be fine. If Zion can do everything else, and Lonzo just is not a capable shooter, he's going to win that game. So it's me. I mean, I look at it this way. If you going to be compared to the nigga, he already, he already made that decision his damn self. I mean, he got ridiculed the most, bro. If he was going to be compared to KD, KD was like, you know what? I can't be number one on the team and he cool with it he went straight to golden state he was like shit i'll be the second option i don't care obviously he wound up carrying the end because he didn't get the credit he felt he deserved but no he was cool with taking a backseat to stuff and then in and then in brooklyn he's cool with take he's cool with being the third you know the third scorer out there the third best player out there he is okay with it like he just figured that's his role and for ingram you know you just gonna have to adapt that same mentality. He's if you're just gonna be KD, you just gotta be KD. Like if you look at like the three players that are generally like you know 
seeing around the same thing are KD, Ingram, and like my, Michael Porter Jr. Michael Porter Jr. is able to thrive now because now he can be the fourth best player on the team. Now he can be the, you know, third highest scoring player on the team. Like he was he was already supposed to be the third highest scoring player on the team. But, you know, when Jamal's not there, he got to be second. That's just too much for him. But, you know, when, when he's the third best scorer on the team or like when KD's like the second or third, obviously KD almost did it by him, by being the first. But he was like, you know what, I'd rather be the second. So if Ingram adapts adopts that same mentality, he'd be just fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, so moving on to Saturday night, a game that we all were disappointed about, actually, man. I was sad that this was the biggest game was there. But then it ended up being a great, a surprising game, not a great one. Um, the Lakers beat the Nets 126-101. Obviously, as we both know, in the middle of the game, Schroeder and Kyrie ejected. Um, in this one, Drummond, 20 points, 11 rebounds for him. Very equal scoring for the Lakers. They had seven, eight, sorry, eight guys in double figures, including the McElmore coming over with 17 off the bench. And for the Nets with no Kyrie, they just couldn't do enough. Katie had 22, but obviously, hey, man, we needed both of them. So, Darnell, what did you see out of this one? Yeah, I saw some of the some of the issues with the Nets that I didn't know what you know we would see in a regular season. I thought we would probably see them in a the postseason if they fought, if they ran into the right matchup. But you know, taking DeAndre Jordan out of the, the rotation and putting in Lamarcus Aldridge at center, playing a lot of Blake Griffin at center and Nicholas Claxton, they don't really have a lot of size. And interior for the interior, you need someone to just lean on DeAndre Drummond or Andre Drummond sometimes and just get him out of the paint. He played 22 minutes and got you 20 and 11, like four offensive rebounds. He's of he's not the biggest center in the league. He's only 6'10, but he's a wider guy. So, you know, like Lamarcus Aldridge is probably 6'11, but it's probably like 225, 230. That's just not enough to to keep drumming off of his spots and get him out of the paint. So if you're going to get consistent shooting from some of the role players like Taylor from three, obviously didn't shoot well from the field, but KCP, four of six from three, two of three from Marcus Morris, six of eight overall, two of threes from McKinney, five threes from McLemore, like 19 threes as a team. This is the way that the Nets are supposed to play. And you look at the Nets numbers, they finished with a season low five threes. And Kevin Durant is playing on a minutes restriction. Kyrie Irving got ejected. So without James Harden, they don't really have a go-to score. And that kind of throws a wrench in everything that they do because they don't have their main guys out there. So not a lot of major takeaways from this game because they're not two healthy teams. But if you're a Nets fan, I would be a little worried that if we did face later on in the in the NBA Finals, that maybe Andre Drummond would be a bigger pickup for the Lakers than Lamarcus Aldridge or Blake Griffin was for the Nets. So that's my thoughts. Really quick, I just want to make this. I don't remember how many he had. Dom probably remembers better than I do. Drummond killed DeAndre Jordan too, so it's not just him out of the rotation. 
kind of self law for them. That's why I said just take him out. If you, if you, because Dante Jordan hasn't been guarding anyone all season. So, you know what? If you're not going to guard anybody, at least Aldridge can score. But yeah, that will be a problem for them as interior defense for sure. Um, and the hope yeah, is that- Andre, I know for sure Andre Drummond is 3 0 against the Brooklyn Nets this season. So, yeah, I'll put that yeah. out there. He killed him. You were right there watching him kill him the other two times. DeAndre Jordan standing out there getting bullied, doing nothing. <laughs> like so, it's just like it's just it's going to be a problem. Hey man, he was right there. He was right there, and they could have had him. But I, I guess he was like, well, I don't want it to be a backup, or I don't. You know, what I mean, they probably told Aldridge he was the starter at that point to get him to go over there. So <clears throat> it'll be interesting. Um, for sure. Dom, what were your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it came, I was watching it. I really, like, I think there were, like, takeaways from this, actually. I know everybody was hurt, but it's because everybody was hurt that I got takeaways from it. So, like, you get to see, you got, you like, get to see, like, a little glimpse of, like, what their bench would be. Because, like, you know, James Harden, James Harden is going to have to equal LeBron out there. Like, and I don't know if he's going to be able to do it. He might. He's going to have to be able to equal LeBron out there. But, you know, Drummond be looking like prime Shaq every time he played Brooklyn. And Brooklyn really should have just said, fuck it, and got him. <laughs> he was interested in going there. Like, he really would have straight went there. But I saw a lot from Schroeder out there, bro. I was really impressed with Schroeder. Because, like, obviously, we knew Kyrie wasn't going to be able to. You knew, we knew Schroeder wasn't going to be able to stop Kyrie. But now I see Kyrie not able to stop Schroeder, and Schroeder got in his head, bro. Schroeder really got in his head. He really spazzed on that nigga for calling him a nigga, bro. <laughs> like, he spazzed on him. He got his ass ejected, went right on Twitter, and was, like, talking about some shit. When I know, I know Kevin Durant says that shit every five minutes. I know Kevin Durant says that shit every five fucking minutes, bro. He was dating Kalani, who be who be saying that shit in her fucking songs, bro. I know, I know that shit just don't get to his head like that. But you know what was getting in his head? The fact that Schroeder had more points and more assists than him. That shit. They played the same amount of minutes. They both got ejected. Kyrie was like, "Fuck no, bro. Oh, you can't be better than me." And then you know Schroeder, Schroeder declined his contract. Niggas hopped in his, in his motherfucking IG comments. They was like, yo, bro, motherfucking, you feel me? You should sign that extension. He was like, nah, I'm good. You know what that means to me, bro? Dennis trying to win a title. And after last night, I see he's not finna back down. He not scared of fucking Kyrie. <laughs> Kyrie ain't know what to expect with him. So Schroeder gonna go out there, you feel me? He even kind of match Kyrie. If he can semi-match Kyrie, and the Nets don't play great defense anyway, that's going to be a problem for them. And then, like I was saying, like, Drummond's game, you feel me? I don't if, – if if Drummond can be better than, than, than Aldridge and fucking Blake out there, like, if he can be better than them – then you feel me? That's going to be a problem because he really do kill them every time. But I heard that Dinwiddie was coming back soon. I heard he was coming back from his from his ACL injury, so I don't know how he's going to be when he comes back. I don't know if he's going to be fully healthy, huh? I wouldn't so, expect uh, much from – I wouldn't expect much from Dinwiddie. See, I wouldn't – see, like, Dinwiddie's not going to be the answer, but the question is – the real is question is – better than TLC. 
Will he be better? Will he be better than Taylor or Caruso? That's what it comes down to for me. I don't think you can really throw him out there like coming off an ACL in the middle of the high intensity of the playoffs. I think that's just doing him a disservice. So that's what I'll be interested to see. They don't care about it or not. (laughs) He will get traded. (laughs) Like they tried to trade him. He was hurt. So we can't trade you fine. You here? You won't play? (laughs) Fuck it. Yeah, exactly. He definitely I mean, should. He has a chance to win the title right there. No, nah, he should not at all. They said he's ahead of schedule. No, the fuck he's not. His <laughs> ACLs. Bro, muff- didn't, didn't Jonathan Isaac and, and Jaron Jackson get the same injuries, bro? I haven't seen them since the bubble. <laughs> yep. they, they were never coming back this season. Spencer Dinley got hurt after the bubble and was talking about, yeah, yeah, I think I could come back. No, you can't, bro. He's going to be a shell. And Taylor Isaac was an NBA player until you just said his name. Uh, I forgot John and Isaac yeah. was an NBA player too. Yeah. He was. You see how high he was? He was drafted sixth, right? Yeah. Like four. Yeah, six. I mean, he is a seven foot tall wing defender. He actually would have made them better this year. For a lot better. He would have made them a lot better. <laughs> like, he would have been crazy for them, obviously, but you know, missing him and then Markel and everybody else getting hurt really was what made them say fuck it. But yeah. you know, they said Isaac was the they said Isaac and Markel were the untouchables. Uh, Markel just had to be. If you was gonna get him for nothing and he's gonna be a number one pick, like fuck it. You gotta stay here. But you feel me? With Isaac, they just they see a lot in him. They see a lot in him. He is he's a seven foot tall, he's fast. He can shoot threes. He, he's just a great defender out there. So, you know, but um, yeah, for, for the for the Lakers and everything like that, bro, I just saw a lot out of them. And their bench, I, we, we kind of underestimated how deep they were. They are a kind of deep team. And it's because of, it's because of Taylor and, and, and obviously Caruso. KCP just going to equal Joe Harris out there. So, you know, but KCP's a better defender than Joe. So, it, it it did make it interesting. If both teams make the finals, which which we think they both will, then you know I think the I think the Lakers deserve to have a better chance than we initially gave them. Because I mean, if 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 AD can do anything to stop KD, if AD can do anything to like kind of stop KD, then that's that's gonna be that's gonna be a lot. Because I don't think KD gonna stop AD at all. And I think that's going to be the real matchup of them all, AD versus KD. That's where we're going to figure out who better between the two. It's, it's, going, to be, it's going to be LeBron versus Harden, AD versus KD, Schroeder versus Kyrie, uh, Kent, Kentavious and, and Joe Harris. And it's going to be Drummond versus Blake and Aldridge. And I think that's where we're going to have to figure out. And then uh, Taylor and Caruso versus um, – what's his name? Dinwiddie. I don't think you can guard – KD with AD. I think he'll get in foul trouble and you you can't afford to have him in foul trouble if you're the Lakers. But can KD guard AD at the same point? No. AD be getting, AD be getting That's why he won't. 50 fouls a game too. <laughs> so who are you putting on AD? Bruce Brown? Kind of have to. You, you might have to go big against Brooklyn. I don't know if you can play, I mean against the Lakers. You might not be able to play small in the series. 
big with who? Put Blake in there. That's the, pro- that's the problem now. <laughs> they're too. Yeah. They're not big enough. I don't. I, I don't know how you fix it. You sign Drummond when he's right there. <laughs> <laughs> Asking to be signed, and you don't let the lay. Especially if he's gonna kill you both times y'all play him. You didn't even need Drummond, bro. JaVale McGee was sitting right there, chilling. Yeah. yeah. He could have just been big for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, that's all sure. he needed. But they saw the Marcus Aldridge and his lack of defense playing ass right there. It was like, hey, you know what? We need some more offense. <laughs> nah, you know what it really I'll tell you what it really was. You know what it really was, man? They said not like Drummond plays great defense either. He's just big. But they said, they said, bro, they got Blake. They're like, well, we can't replace DeAndre Jordan with Blake. What they should have just done was Claxton. Because at least Claxton is going to be. He probably would get bullied by Drummond, but he would be fast enough to make Drummond a defensive liability. So because the oops with him are crazy. He would just get to the basket so quick. So Drummond would either have to be out there, but obviously they didn't have Kyrie or James. Sorry for me. Shots though. The, but the bigger thing is, okay, they couldn't replace DeAndre with Claxton. So they're like, all right, who is someone we can just say, hey, DeAndre, you gotta get out of the rotation for this guy. But it's not his friend, and it's not like you know a rookie or second year player. Like, all right, Aldridge, I guess. Telling you this what happened. Because they did smack bring DeAndre Jordan over there and tell him all these things he was about to be. Just to realize, damn, this dude, this nigga trash. I would <laughs> trust me. I, how long have I been saying it, guys? It's like the eighth game of the year. But bro, why is he in this lineup? He is the exact thing that makes everything bad. And there would be games he was hurt and they would win. Damn, well. With Jeff Green out there. So, damn, well. Uh, but they do have it. I forgot I, until I just said his name. Jeff Green could just go out there and be the four, I guess. I the net. It's going to be interesting, right? Because the Nets have so many players now. Who do you play against the Lakers? And it kind of makes it a little difficult for a uh, new coach, Steve Nash. But I would say, I, I would say this when it comes to that, though. We saw the Lakers against the Rockets, obviously in the playoffs. We saw Jeff Green try. Not do anything against him. Not do a damn thing. PJ Tucker was the one doing anything. That's why I said Bruce like, Brown. P- hmm? That's why I said Bruce Brown. Do, do you think do you think Bruce Brown is PJ Tucker type strong to hang with him? Dude, he's pretty strong. He's he's pretty strong. It'll be an interesting. I think that would be if you're just if you're just looking for prototypes of people who could do something. I think that would be that would have to be your answer. He's a pretty strong dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, he 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 was their four for a while. He gets a lot of rebounds. I mean, yeah, he does. He's he's a really strong dude. He pushed ball because you're right, Katie uh-huh. can't be on him. So Katie has to be on the Le- yeah, Katie has to be on LeBron. He has to be. Can't be on anyone else. Yep. And just let you can just let you can can just let James chill on KCP. And Kyrie's fine to deal with it. And Gar Schroeder is fine <laughs> to be 
can't you let him deal with it at this point? <laughs> if I'm Schroeder, bro. If I'm Schroeder, bro, get off me, nigga. The fuck are you saying, nigga? Why are you so close to me, nigga? <laughs> Go right in his fucking ear, bro. Fuck wrong with you, nigga. You think I can't score on you, nigga? <laughs> Going at him every time, bro. Make him cry out of here. <laughs> You can't put James on him. Hey, man. Yeah, Lakers got some. I don't know, man. I think it might. I think it might have been Schroeder's accent, man. I don't know if you ever heard anybody. I never heard nobody with a with a German accent say the N word, man. Like that might be it right there. Oh my god! (laughs) He said, "God damn, you got." He was just like, what? God, why are you so what close? Did he, what did he call me? <laughs> he like, yo, Damn. know me like that. <laughs> oh man. I'm mad they I'm mad they ejected Schroeder too, though. Schroeder really <laughs> Schroeder really ain't need to be ejected, though. Unless it's cuz you said nigga. I don't know if you're not allowed to say nigga out there. I've definitely heard LeBron say nigga out there, so <laughs> I'm pretty sure Draymond has said it a lot worse. Yeah. Oh, he didn't call he didn't call the man a whole bitch. <laughs> Is that worse? Well, anyway, moving on, man. The Celtics ended up beating the Nuggets on Sunday. Sunday. 105-87 in this game. The Nuggets <clears throat> leading the whole way. Had me talking out there like an idiot, talking about how good they were. And then they proceeded to score eight points in the fourth you know, quarter. Eight. Hey, man. <clears throat> they won seven straight and they were about to win out tomorrow morning, but then they scored eight in the fourth quarter. I got nothing. I got nothing to say to that. Nothing to say to that. Um, Tatum 28. Jalen Brown 20. I go ahead. Dar- Darnell, what are your thoughts on this one? Tough game for for the Nuggets, you look at um, they had no, they didn't play JaVel McGee. They didn't have Jamal Murray. So they were a little limited with their rotation, but Jokic didn't have a great game by his own standards. He only shot 40% from the field. Michael Porter Jr. Or yeah, Michael Porter Jr. He had, he was nine of 23, Will Barton four of 11. Those are scores right there. And when they struggle, this team's going to struggle. And Boston's a team that has been riding high on Jason, Jason Tatum's recent uh, surge, and they've gotten some good, solid play out of him. Not a lot from the bench, but you just look at that fourth quarter, and it's just like, man, 31-8, that's just bad, bad all around. Like, Denver had, would have probably had the game won had they not just folded in the end. I don't know. It, it's pretty inex- inexplainable to me, but – I'm just looking at it, and I don't know if Denver – this is my argument against voting for Jokic for MVP. I don't know if the Nuggets are a good enough team. Like, they have the record, but when I see them in some of these games, they just seem to fold, and I'm not very impressed with the Nuggets as of late. Dom has an explanation. Where, where, where are your thoughts? Because I didn't watch this either, and I was I was looking, and they were winning the game. I was watching it for the most part. 
Then I got distracted on the fourth mm-hmm. quarter. Next thing I know, the Celtics were 15. I was like, what the hell happened? And then I sent you all the tweets, man. Yep. I sent you all the tweets. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know, you know what that really showed me. I'm taking I'm taking Vital with a sec with a late second, bro. I'm taking Vital with a second. I'm taking him undrafted. If he's gonna be there, if Mark Vital is just undrafted, I'm gonna take him. Cause now I see, bro. Now I see. You know what? James Hart, James Harden showed us the way. Grant Williams really showed us the way, man. You just out there fat. <laughs> you just out there being fat. <laughs> you can you can do something out there because he really shut Jokic down. You feel me? Jokic wasn't able to move him really, and he just wasn't able to. He was just all in his face, all in his grill. You, we one thing that we've said about Grant Williams for, you know, a, a majority of the season is that he's a horrible athlete, but he at least has a high basketball IQ. And he was just able to pick his spots when it came to Jokic, and you feel me? Jokic just wasn't able to, to do too much when he was around. And you see it in the plus minus. He only had two points. He had two points and two rebounds. Plus 23, by far the highest plus minus out there. Him and Romeo Langford with a plus 18. Romeo had five points, five rebounds, but, you know, Grant Williams was just disrupting him. And, you know, can't for, for an MVP candidate, can't be can't be getting shut down by Grant Williams out there, bro. <laughs> can't be getting disrupted. <laughs> I'm happy because Grant Williams out there guarding you, bro. <laughs> Man, so straight out there. Straight got some one D's after the game, bro. Celebrated shutting that nigga down, bro. <laughs> Straight got that baconator with cheese, bro. <laughs> man, it was vibing out there, man. Shit. You really I don't even know if it. I ever heard of a, a baconator with cheese. That's like some extra fat boy stuff right there, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bacon egg with cheese and a large fry with a with a with a, with a large frosty. Oh my god! <laughs> I might get that right now. Right. Exactly. exactly. I might get two of them. I got. Oh I might get god. two of them. <laughs> yo, yo, Mark Vital, bro. Just put him on a team, man. Fuck it, put him on the Celtics. So they can just have two of them. <laughs> oh my god! Like, uh, I see now, bro. If niggas can't move you, <laughs> like it's like it's like it's like we see. Like I was saying with Embiid, like Embiid couldn't move Stephen Adams. Really. Stephen Adams just strong as shit. But I guess I mean, if you can't be strong as shit, you might as well be fat as shit. <laughs> For real, it's gonna be the same. It's gonna be the same output. <laughs> Niggas still can't move you, so long as you got the stamina for it. Oh my god! Damn Jokic, damn Jokic, not a good look for you, bro. Can't be, can't be the leading MVP candidate. Stop my grand Williams. Couldn't even shoot over that five five ass nigga. No six five ass nigga, bro. <laughs> All right, so <clears throat> dang. last but not least, let's get into it. Definitely not least. Last night, the Warriors ended up playing the Nuggets 116-107. Uh, 
Um, sad they didn't this one. Jamal Murray left with a leg a knee injury. Hopefully he's okay. Um, before that, he was out there trying to guard Steph. Probably could have been kind of what caused it. And Steph ended up with 53 points in this one, um, including helping them get a 43-point third-quarter outburst to end up winning this game. Draymond Green as well, 18 points, 7 rebounds, 7 assists with four steals. Both of them are a plus 16 out there. Um, for the Nuggets, Jokic, 27 points, 25 for Michael Ford Jr. Obviously, Murray tried to come back from a knee injury, actually, and we will wait the update and the status on that one. Um, but, Darnell, what were your thoughts on this game? Yeah, really really sad news about Jamal Murray. I hope uh, that turns out to be okay as far as his uh, injury is concerned. And just looking at, you know, the Nuggets, and they got good scoring from Michael Porter Jr., good scoring from Jokic. But obviously, this game was all about Steph Curry. 53 points, 10 of 18 from three, 15 of 16 from the line. You had uh, a Draymond resurgence scoring. He had 18 and seven assists with seven rebounds. And their chemistry together has just been really crazy to watch. You had uh, 17 points from Wiggins. No Kelly Oubre, so no jokes about Oubre tonight. And when Steph is shooting like this, like, how do you really stop him? Like, he only made – he made four shots that weren't threes. Like, when when he's taking that volume, he's such an efficient scorer that it's really tough to stop him. And I think this is what it's going to take. Obviously not 53 a night, but it's yeah, going to take really high outputs – it <laughs> <laughs> it's going to take it's going to take really high scoring outputs from Steph Curry for them to you know stay within that playing tournament range because right now I think well I think going into the game they were in a 10 spot I don't know where they are today but I'm right. sure they're somewhere close yeah they're 10 uh, still but if they want to be in the playoffs then this is what it's going to take from Steph Curry it's going to be high scoring games it's going to be a lot of threes and if you're a fan of basketball, it's going to be a joy to watch. The Warriors currently sit at 26 and 28. One game back of the Spurs were 26 and 26. They have two more losses, but they're one game back. And they are one game over the Pelicans, 25 and 29. Um, Dom, what were your thoughts? I was actually um, – I'm hurt. I'm so hurt about this, bro, because I'm like, bro, the Warriors yeah. and the Pelicans really are trying now. It's Fucking boring ass niggas just won two in a row for no reason, bro. Yep. Just fall out. Bro. No, don't nobody want y'all in there. <laughs> you said that man is an overrated coach. He got to do it now, bro. Get out. Get out. <laughs> get out. You know. You know the funniest part of it all. Sacramento was right there sniffing it. <laughs> oh, and then they laid seven straight. Seven straight L's. Yo, the yo, the Thunder had to take out Shea, motherfucking tell Al Horford to sit the rest of the season, just for just for the just for the Kings to be at one game above them. <laughs> the Thunder really might fuck around and have a better record than them out of nowhere. Type shit, bro. So I mean, the standings. I mean, we're still hoping for the Warriors and the Pelicans in there. That that'll be the most the most interesting of the playing games, honestly. Because don't like care enough to see the Spurs in there, bro. And at this point, 
convinced the Grizzlies are going to be in there. They just, they just, they go, they're six and four in their last 10. They, they're just a literal 500 team. Well, the Spurs <laughs> they're really, are. They're going to wind up 42 and 40. No, but nobody wants them there. No, it's different. The, the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies are kind of interesting enough a little bit. Like a little bit to like at least just play Dallas in there. They really could, might fuck around and beat Dallas a lot. That's the craziest part. My so, Dallas stock has plummeted. They really might fuck around and beat Dallas. <laughs> they don't have Porzingis. They never have Porzingis, but it's like, damn, is he going to even be there? Like, I mean, if he's not going to be there, then yeah, I guess. Y'all. That's, that's why they try to trade the nigga, not because he asked. Because he's not there ever. He is but never Portland, there. But Dallas is only two games behind Portland, though. Portland really could fall down to seven times in nowhere. Like, the, the, the West is getting a little closer. It's because Utah. Yeah, it's getting tired. Games. Yeah, it's because Utah keeps losing all these games. But not because Utah keeps They all keep losing. Finally, they all keep losing. It's because someone at some random point just goes on a winning streak. Yeah. Always. Yeah, the Clippers are on a random five-game winning streak. And the Lakers just not Lakers just not gonna lose all these games. Yeah, Lakers is going five hundred. That's exactly what they need to do to not get caught by the Blazers. Yeah, exactly. And the Blazers don't want it. <laughs> can't beat anyone good. The Lakers, the Blazers don't want it. So you know what? The Lakers deserve it over them. I want, bro, what if they play? Play the Lakers when nobody there still lose. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, for the game last night, I mean, it really just came down to stuff. Had fifty three, and you feel me? He got a little. He got some contribution out of uh, out of Baysmore, Wiggins, and finally, bro, this might be this might be a, a season high. Is it a season high? It's possible. Is eight? Draymond gave him eighteen points. Bro, that's all. That's all they ever wanted from him, bro. 18, yep. seven and seven, with four steals. Eighteen, bro. Eighteen, bro. He gave him eighteen. They beating anybody? Draymond giving them eighteen points, bro. They beating anybody out there? And I mean, if the bench gonna be ass anyway, fuck it. He gave him eighteen points, bro. Good job, Draymond. So yeah, I just think that's going to be 18 on 18 points, bro. Draymond doesn't give you – Draymond don't give you 10. Draymond barely gives you five. So Barely. For him to score 18. For him to score 18, bro. That should look like a career high out there. Hey, man, I'm going to tell you but, something. He had 18, 7 of 8 shooting, 2 for 3 from deep. But yeah. things don't happen for no reason, man. You want me, want me to break it down? Actually, watch this. Let me break so, it down. So, so you think that because Kelly can I, can I, I Draymond suddenly became able to score. I, I already see where this is going. He's about to say, he's about to say, because Kelly Oubre wasn't there. Draymond finally became able to score the fucking ball. I, I can't. Go ahead, bro. Let's see how you blame Uber this time. So, yeah, Kelly Uber wasn't there. And Baysmore actually can shoot the ball. 
It changed everything. I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now. He had three of six out there. Bazemore was huge during the runs where it was like, damn, they just gonna start doubling stuff. Someone's got to hit. Bazemore was hitting. Bazemore hit just enough. Hey man, all they needed this entire time was one because still not Wiggins was one consistent three point shooter. And they also finally put Wiggins with the bench unit. So, no, the bench couldn't score. But as you can see, uh, Damian Lee's a plus 15. I think that happens because he's playing a lot with Wiggins. They put Juan back in the rotation, let him play some defense out there. Jordan Poole was terrible early in the game. Still was pretty bad late, but he, he started – he scored a couple buckets. He also had this weird kind of dunk, like through JaVale McGee. JaVale McGee hit it, but it still went in. So, Jordan Poole can do something off the bench. And Wiggins was just – that was just the way that Wiggins could get his shots up. Obviously, Steph, me, he's going to go like he, from the jump. He had twenty in the first quarter. If he's going to do that. He just went ridiculous. But Draymond just went to the basket more. He was he was hitting the mid range jumpers that he was getting, um, and he hit a couple. I mean, if he's going to hit two or three threes, I you, hey man, you just got to be he winning a title. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, but it really was. It was part of it. It's very interesting. There was no Wiseman, too. I don't know if you guys realize that. But there yeah, he no, got injured. There's no Wiseman and there's no Oubre. And remember, Draymond is saying, young player, Draymond just said two days ago. I don't know if you all know this one either. He said, these young players in the NBA now are soft. He was talking about because they don't trash talk. Yeah, them. I know this. But I know what you he You know I followed the NBA, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, he's been in the NBA long. Like, his team was, you know what, whatever, though. Like, he wasn't kicking people in the nuts. I, someone would consider that soft. Yeah. Whatever. The point is that there's messages being thrown out there. The two young guys didn't play. Suddenly, he's able to score a little bit. What was weirdly happening was Kevin Looney was taking threes. He didn't make any of them. What's up? I said, what? Well, isn't Wiggins around their age, too? Yeah. Like 24. Wiggins is a little. I feel like Wiggins is like. I think 25. Wiggins might be 25. Yeah, he's like 25, 26 now, dude. Oh, uh, damn. He's the same. He's Joel <laughs> Embiid's draft. He's probably uh, like. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, yep, they played the same college. Didn't win anything. Uh, that's Kansas for you. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um, but they had Looney out there shooting threes, but what – and he didn't make any of them, but he was trying to stretch the floor. But what was happening is is I see now why Looney is kind of better for them in some ways than Wiseman. He had three assists. He had three assists. It's not crazy, but yeah. any time he touched the ball, he was looking for Steph. You know Draymond will look for him. Mm-hmm. So what that means is now – and Bazemore, Bazemore is going to shoot open shots. He, he Bazemore is getting a little erratic out there. Like, he'll go do his own thing. Wiggins, you know, as soon as you give him the ball, the possession's over. No one else touching it, right? <laughs> <laughs> no one else. That's okay because they give him the they give him that for a reason. Sometimes they just want Steph to just run around, move, and just give Wiggins his one-on-one. And it'd be okay. It really is okay. The problem normally is it, it, it isn't even just Oubre. It's the combination of him and Wiseman. 
So even though Kevin Looney is not some great playmaker, he at least knows where his bread is buttered. He knocked on yeah. – he, he shot two threes, which I thought was weird. But Steph was happy when he shot it. Steph was like, that's going in. They're telling him to shoot threes now because they're like, you know fucking what? If you can ever hit one of these, bro, because he's such a better passer and he got four offensive rebounds too. He was fighting on the boards. He did enough against Jokic. Now, I'll talk about that in a minute, but he had enough on the boards. He was trying to shoot and he was, he does that little, that bogut thing where it's like, all right, give a pass out and get a screen for Seth. There was one play where I think he got, someone got a re, I think it had to be him. No one else had an offensive rebound the entire game. So he gets an offensive rebound, throws it out to Steph, and then, like, screened off Murray. It was it was moving, but they didn't call it. And Steph just ends up with a wide – and this is while he's on fire. Steph ends up with a wide-open three. And I was like, see, this is just stuff, like, Wiseman would just not know how to do yet. Well, you know, Bo- you know, Looney was there while Bogut was there. So, you know – No, Bogut I know. Like, yeah, I'm aware. Yeah. I guess you're telling them. Good point. Yeah, yeah, people, he was around there, and that's so he saw that, and he played the same way. I mean, that's that's why he's still there. That's why he's kind of effective with them. It's Now, it all, it all depends on if Draymond gives you anything. I mean, Steph going at 50, 50 is my 50, but I really think that we've been seeing it all year. Baysmore really has been, like, their, their second-best scorer. It's kind of crazy, but he has yeah. been. Off the bench, just because he is like their most consistent shooter, second shooter. He gonna shoot it, and he kind of can drive by you. So you know what? Whatever, I guess. Well, we've said all we've said from the start. <clears throat> we said from the start that Wiggins should come off the bench. If Kelly, if Kelly gonna be out there, if Kelly just gonna be out there and motherfucking, he can just play defense for real. If he's gonna miss every shot. If he can just play defense and get a couple like putback dunks, that's all they would ever need from him. Like, yeah. if it, but Baysmore, Baysmore should be out there so that he could stretch the floor. He could be, he obviously not going to be Clay, but he could be the closest thing that they have to him. And then, um, you know, Wiggins could come off the bench and do his thing. And we're also missing somebody else that didn't play, who as soon as he touches the ball, play stops. Eric Pascal. Yeah. <laughs> Goes right out there. Runs right into somebody, doesn't get the foul. <laughs> so, so really, they're missing another ball stopper. And you know, Wiseman's young, so I think eventually he'll learn to it, learn how to do it. But from what I heard, this experiment's already over. Um, there's actually a rumor that the Warriors are trying really hard to pursue Kawhi Leonard in a trade. They're trying to do a they're trying to do a sign and trade with um the Clippers. They're trying to give the Clippers Wiggins, Wiseman, and the uh Timberwolves first. Ooh, Timberwolves for Kawhi. Fuck it, yeah. If you get Kawhi, fuck it. Who cares? Because <laughs> you're gonna get rid of Wiggins' max contract, and you're just gonna play replace it with a Kawhi max contract, <laughs> like type shit. I don't, I don't like that trade. I'm sorry for for the Clippers or the Warriors, for the Warriors. I I don't think I think it's I think it's too soon to give up on to give up on Wiseman A and B. That pick, if they get it, is going to be in the top three, right? Top three or four. 
House out of top three. three. Top three protected. Okay, so it'll be a but it'll be a lottery pick. I don't know if it depends on where the pick lands, but if it lands in the top five and you're giving up a top five pick this year and a top five pick last year, I think that's a lot. They didn't take Lamelo. It's already over. Fuck it, trade Wiseman. Get over it. I I just I and it's not because it's not like he's gonna be good. It's because bro, you do have Steph Curry. Like you're not gonna have another Steph Curry. So you might as well if you can get Kawhi with Steph and then and then Clay coming back. That's the big thing. We that that is going to be ultimately can he come back? I said this like last time we had this conversation on if he should leave or not. That is the whole entire thing. Can he come back? If he can and literally play because Clay never missed a game, actually, if I remember correctly, right? Like those first, that first run, he was the one who was always there. Steph was the one who was hurt. Clay never yeah. missed. So that's what it's going to be. Clay and Draymond never missed. So, so it's going to come down to that. It's really going to come down to Clay. If you get Clay, obviously, you get Kawhi just being able to just mid range, do whatever. Draymond just has to not call him a bitch, and everything will go great. I, my my is Kawhi is Kawhi gonna start tripping though <laughs> if he calls him a bitch I don't know if Kawhi care <laughs> he'll never tell you yeah but he might get an injury randomly decide not to play <laughs> so. hey man as long as long as you don't got some old ass niggas talking about yeah we've been hurt we've been hurt worse than that we came back sooner he be alright. As long as you don't have no old dumbass niggas saying that. Raymond could very well call that dude soft. <laughs> Sitting out. Yeah. I could very yeah. easily happen. Yeah. But if that doesn't happen, hey amen. But but here we go, right? So mm-hmm. other thing about this is the Nuggets. I had them as the second best team in the West. Still think that. Obviously, if Jamal Murray's out, then no, I don't think that. But one thing about the Boston game is they didn't have Jamal Murray, but you, you can't only score eight in the fourth. Yeah. Regardless of that, not on Boston. Especially, so, yeah, a team that's not that good at playing defense already. And Jokic did have 10 of 21. Like, he had 27, eight assists, 12 rebounds. Part of, part of this, we'll say, is because mm-hmm. Steph was outbursting. But it didn't seem like Jokic was doing anything to stop any. I don't know what he could have done. None of them shot well from three. So he was trying a couple three. He was one for five out there. Murray was one for five. Porter was one for seven. None of them were hitting threes. That made it way worse that Steph was going to hit all of them. Um, Steph went, by the way, 10 for 18 from deep. We haven't, we haven't, 10 for 18 from deep. He had 53 points on 24 shots. Yes. That like literally shouldn't be possible. He more than doubled his shot attempts with points. Um, And, you know, you have threes, but most most buckets are two points. Anyway, um, so yeah, Michael Porter Jr. actually was their best player out there. He was going crazy. Um, Composo was huge just because he came out there and he kind of guarded stuff. And I saw one little instance of where Gary Harris could be a problem. We've kind of seen the last couple of games is they do miss that. I mean, he wasn't playing anyway, but they do miss that defense for like a Jalen. They're not playing. He's still not playing. <laughs> but they would have missed that defense for Jalen Brown and Steph Curry, you know, because I, I just saw it. 
if Jamal comes back, dude, he can't guard guys like I don't. No one's like Steph, but he was just exhausted. He couldn't score at all. That's probably partially what caused the injury. He was just fatigued. He's running around trying to guard Steph and then trying to score, and there's there's no way it was happening. There's no chance. Yeah. So we saw. I, I don't know why they go to just, the hospital. Yeah, they just got to go out there, bro, and say, you know fucking what, bro. Because you don't want Composite starting. Be like, hey, Will Barton, bro, can you just guard whoever the fuck the best guard is, please? Just do it. So Jamal gets to rest. Like, that's just it's going to have to be. He's going to go out there and not do anything anyway. You can at least guard the best person. So, if, you know. He has. Jamal, Jamal's a great – he's a really good defender. Jamal was there on Steph. Steph was just hitting stupid shit. Like, he really was. Everything he shot was just dumb. I was like, oh, okay. He's just going to make everything. Oh, he tore his ACL. Damn. That's the end of that. Yeah. Did that just break? Yeah. It was on, um, let me see. It was on, it's, it's on Twitter. Damn. Wow. Yeah, his awesome. ACLs. Sham, Sham just said it. Wow. That's unfortunate. There goes the, yeah, there goes the uh, odds of the Nuggets making it to the conference finals or anything. That's all yeah. out the window. Yeah. Damn, damn, damn. That's some depressing news in the podcast. Man. Yeah, that's ruined everything. Thanks, Tom. I mean, my bad. <laughs> I, just, I, just wanted, I just wanted to give y'all the update. It looked like he did it. Everybody was saying he probably did it. He got up, so I was like hopeful that he didn't. He ain't. He he didn't. He, I heard he put no pressure on that thing. He didn't. They tried to give him a wheelchair, and he decided to limp off instead. Yeah. Hey man, we saw we saw Kobe walk right out there with a torn Achilles. So we just cause just cause he was strong enough to get up on it on his own don't mean that shit not tore. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Clay limped back after he tore his ACL. Yeah. It hit both hit all them well hit both them free throws. Yep. So you know, I mean Jamal's a strong person, you know. So he was gonna he wasn't just gonna get out like that, but you know. Yeah. He Man, that's it. tough. Yeah. So this sucks. All right, I don't even feel like doing the rest of it now, man. I got no, I got nothing else to say. I changed everything. Yeah. Well, my dickhead today goes Tom. Tell me that. <laughs> my bad. My bad. <laughs> I should I should just let you go on Twitter so you could let Twitter be it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. Well, thank you guys for listening to this feature film. Not all movies and the happy endings. So for Darnell and Dom, this was Demetrius. And uh have a good one. Later. Triple D's deuces. <laughs>